Alrighty, welcome to episode one of the Marlins Media Podcast. Uh, you're with Dylan Pinkston, one of the owners, and I've got Nick Fitzpatrick with me. How are you, Nick? Pinky, good, mate. <laughs> Looking forward to uh, to ripping into this, mate. Yeah, can't wait. We've got um, we've got a few ideas up in our, in our pipeline, mate. Uh, you want to share a couple with us for this show? Yeah, I guess episode one's going to be all about um, obviously introducing ourselves and the the BPL concept as well as you know why why we love the concept and and got involved as owners um and yeah so that'll be sort of the the introduction and you know also introducing our sponsors as well who we're extremely appreciative and and grateful for um we'll outline i guess what what to expect over the coming weeks and months um with the podcast as well nice mate i think we're also we're going to throw it out to um everyone listening if there's if there is any out there at the start we uh we're looking for a podcast name so if uh if you've got any ideas throw it at us um just send a message through instagram or facebook and um we might even whack it up on socials mate and make it a, a bit of a competition that's as well. not a bad idea we can see get if, some sort of a prize i'm sure we've got a few floating around so if we can get the marlins community to come up with a better name than we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah as a pretty ordinary we were playing around with it before. They weren't. They weren't any good. But um, um, yeah, no. Introduce yourself, Pinky. What's What's your background in in cricket and coast cricket? Yeah, mate. I've I've obviously I grew up on the coast, so um, played played all my junior cricket at Maroochydore Cricket Club, and played in a couple of rep teams for Sunshine Coast. Um, went made my way through the system at Maroochydore. Got played a couple of first grade games and then uh, ended up down at the Scorchers training and yeah played a few first grade games but um, yeah other than that mate that, that was about me I um, went and did a tour or not a tour but I went overseas to Scotland for a year played there and then um, yeah caught at time played a little bit of local cricket after that for Noosa but um, yeah that's that's my background in cricket fits your, yourself yeah, we um, pretty similar to yours, mate. We obviously met. Um, you know, you're a few years younger than me. We met when you made your way into the Scorchers setup back when you were 17, 18. Um, but yeah, I, I was the same. I played all my junior cricket at Maroochydore, um, entered the Scorchers setup at about 16, 17, playing second grade, and yeah, spent most of my senior career there. I, I played a bit of underage rep stuff for for Sunny Coast and Queensland. Uh, and then finished off my career at uh, Toomble in Brisbane. So yeah, what what year did you head to Toomble? It was, I think, 2012. I had two years there, um, t- 2012 and 13. Lucky enough to win a premiership with one of say, the best grade sides I've ever seen. That team was fairly stacked. As... With, um, yeah, we had Linny, Wade Townsend, Ryan Harris, Batachotto, um, Luke Pommers back. Yeah, Pommers. Um, I think at one stage, yeah, there was nine out of the eleven that had played state or international cricket. So yeah, that would no have been surprises that yeah we went the three peat that year, which was good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with yeah with the two days, one day and T twenty premierships. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, I got injured about nine years ago. That was sort of the end of my career at twenty seven, and yeah, very much like you went into uh, the business world after <laughs> that as well. So yeah. yeah. Touching on the business, you guys are a sponsor of the Marlins, the ACI. Do you want to give us a bit of a background on that? Yeah, mate. So we're we're a private coaching organisation. Um, we operate 
you know, academies, clinics, living camps, junior tournaments right around Australia. So we've been around about seven years now. Uh, my business partner, Joel Hamilton's also uh, one of the owners in, in the coastal Marlins. Um, yeah, we were sort of doing separate things. We worked together at Queensland Cricket about seven or eight years ago and both went out, did our own thing. And after a year or two of that, we sort of merged. I was doing more the online stuff with Chris Lynn at the time and uh, Joel was doing like the academy structures that we run um, basically down in Melbourne. So yeah, seven years ago, we, we just said, why don't we merge what we're doing and, and make it bigger and better? And we sort mm. of haven't looked back since. Um, so it's been, yeah, been good. At, you know, it's great to do something um, in the sport that you love. Yeah, nice, mate. Um, what do you think about, how, how did you guys come up with the BPL? How did this all start? I reckon give a bit of the, everyone a bit of knowledge into yeah, what the, happened. Yeah, the concept. Um, we, well, it's probably two and a half years ago now, I think early 2020, right in the midst of COVID. Yeah. Um, we, the ACI ran what we called a, a four-week online sort of free program when when the country, whole country was in lockdown um and the idea of that was just to keep kids engaged and you know connecting so we got coaches players um, guest speakers to come on and essentially did three online sessions every day for four weeks uh, we did challenges and things like that as well um and out of that you know a conversation was born with a, a group over in south africa that run the same concept mm. um you know they they brought the concept to us and we sort of did a few months of due diligence love the idea um thought it would work really well over here so yeah that's when we partnered and along the way we you know got people involved like mark nicholas ian healy uh, and then Stuart giles as well who's a prominent um you know entrepreneur with a love for the game so mm. it's a really good network that we've got behind the concept um, and yeah, we sort of, it lended itself to, to start in Brisbane, given the weather and the, you know, the ability to run the tournament as a pre-season tournament through August and then in the, the September school holidays for, uh, for the juniors. So yeah. we decided to make Brisbane the first port of call. Um, it went really well, barring a few hiccups through obviously COVID we had, you know, we had to move the, the first senior tournament, um, back four weeks um so it was it was challenging um but overall the you know the feedback and the experience was really really good so yeah we're moving now into year two we've we've just had the senior tournament um which we changed a little bit this year to make it all over one weekend and, and played the hundred ball century format um and then the plan is over the next couple of years to launch you know the a, a tournament in every city around australia so Adelaide's yeah. next. Um, they're actually about to have their draft and auction this week. Yeah, right. Eh? What so, day is that? Friday night. Uh, the draft, the auctions on Thursday night. Yeah. So that'll be live streamed on the Adelaide Premier League Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then the juniors is on Saturday. Yeah, nice. This, this Saturday. Um, yeah, touching on the Adelaide Premier League, you've got a few guys that have done well in Brizzy, sort of, or already been picked up by some franchises, and also hoping to be picked up, I guess. Yeah, it's it's I guess great to see. It's it's a credit to the the concept and you know the desire to be involved in it. There's about twenty four of the BPL players yep. have nominated. Yeah. Uh, in the seniors, they they're allowed to pick up up to three interstate players. Yeah. 
um, two of the guys have actually been, so every team can have one pre-auction selection where it's an interstate signing. So Josh Brown got picked up by the Brosser Crushers um, and then Nikhil Chowdhury has been picked up as an interstate signing by the um, Adelaide Hills Bucks. So, yeah. So that's an awesome opportunity for guys like that just want to tour around and play cricket and they get to play different states, meet different guys. That'd be unreal. Good fun, yeah. Um, and I guess the whole idea behind the concept is to provide a platform for amateur cricketers to showcase their talent. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and once we do have the ecosystem up, you know, fully running with five or six different tournaments around Australia, it is a really good opportunity for those fringe players. Like, you look at Brownie, Nikhil, even Mitch Cook, who we yeah. picked up um, for the Marlins, and he did exceptionally well. And you know, yeah, it's no a launching doubt, pad. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that those guys, if given an opportunity at the next level, would do really, really well. Yeah, so exactly, um, it gives them a chance to go and showcase their talent in other states as well, which is great. Yeah, mate. Uh, back to a Marlins sort of a theme, and I'll, I'll touch on it as well. But how do you think the Marlins ended up in the BPL this year with the new century format? Yeah, look, we. It was. I loved it. I really enjoyed the tactical aspect of the yeah. the hundred ball. Yeah. Um, we were we were pretty happy with our performance at the auction. Um, coming out of that, we we got some really good pickups even through the trade yeah, period. Yeah, trade period we did well. We did really well. You know, grabbing Cookie off the the Morton Magic um, yeah. and a couple of other players as well. But yeah, we obviously started pretty slow um, with losing our first two games. Yeah, but I think that that's just. As a spectator, though, like I was struggling to, I didn't really do any in-depth research on the on the rules for the hundred ball. Yeah. But geez, it took me a while to get the hang of what was going on with the twenty yeah. balls from one end. Someone's got to bowl ten balls. That did that ten balls need to be straight? Turned out it didn't. But like you know, I was it took me about two games on the sidelines to figure out what yeah. was going on. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I think that was a pretty, pretty standard. Everyone was still sort of wrapping their head around the, the rules and the format. Yeah. I must admit, you know, I, I haven't watched a lot of the hundred ball over in the UK, which is where obviously the hundred ball was born. Mm. Um, we made a few tweaks to the rules and that to sort of make it our own. We didn't want to carve and copy what they're doing over there. Yeah. Um, but you know, things like, being able to choose whether so they're five ball overs but then you can choose if the bowler continues and bowls a second over yeah. in a row yeah i really like those tactical aspects so yeah. you know someone like cookie um lento often deployed him just after the power play for 10 balls in a row and he just yeah. turned the game every single time yeah um but you also saw i saw a couple of blokes bowl five balls for two runs and then then they went again and the yeah. next five balls went for 20 or 30 so and I guess as well like from a tactical point of view even batting like if you get 20 balls at the one end that'd be fairly helpful I would have thought instead of changing six ends you know six 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 yeah 20 balls at one end you might have a short boundary for those 20 balls but and that's yeah you really notice that you could see the ends and the boundaries and that that teams were targeting and yeah and you've got a really good run at that boundary and that end if you hit him with a wind or like yeah. you said to a short boundary so yeah back to it we we went oh and two we were we didn't go real well in the first two games but it probably back to that tactical and, and getting there getting around the rules but um got put our heads down for the third game and yeah whack the magic yeah. <laughs> 
No, and that's the thing. I think I think I was the first to pick it up, having a beer Saturday night um, yeah. and just going through the the ladder and the games the next day and the bonus points and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the beauty. So the bonus point system where you score the runs in 80 balls or you bowl the team out for less than 80% of your total, Yeah, it's not just you getting the bonus point. It Takes also a point off. removes a point. Yeah. Um, and that's the good thing about it. Over such a short tournament, it pretty much kept everyone in the tournament yeah, right the, until the end. Correct, in the game, yeah. Um, and yeah, we... Saturday night, we had, I think, four things that we needed to go our way and they all, luckily enough, did the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it meant, yeah, we... we so we really, we didn't know... Um, sorry. <laughs> we didn't really know Sunday morning, you know, if we needed to play that night. Uh, sorry, the next day. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that afternoon, yeah, did we? Yeah. Like, so we... And the nature of the competition as well. Your players are from all over the shop. So we had yeah, a couple on the sunny coast, a couple on the Gold Coast, a couple, couple from north inland. Um, so the guys that weren't actually staying there in Brisbane for the three days, they're all just sitting there on their phone <laughs> all way, waiting Man. for the results. It was and, a tough gig because I was down there with my family, but I decided to take them home because otherwise we, if we made the final... We were going to be there till eight o'clock. Yeah. I was like, I got to get my kids home. So yeah. I drove home back to the sunny coast, dropped them off, and I was just humming and ahhing about where this was at. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I've got to go now. And there was a crash back on the way down. <laughs> I was just on the Bruce Highway pretty much the whole morning yeah. trying to. No, it's certainly which, a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, which adds to it, I reckon, which is awesome, you um, know. But yeah, as you said, you know, we're lucky enough to results to go our way. We made the semis and. Yeah. Jay Lenton and, and Joel Davies went off in that and got us through to the grand final. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, fell a bit short. You know, the, the Wave Riders went back to back. The, they didn't you know, lose a game, did they? No, they got a they got a really good lineup. Yeah. I was going through it before the tournament. Um, you know, from a league perspective, I was asking guys to send through video selfies, and I. I my plan was to pick out three or four good players in every team. Yeah. Going through the Wave Riders, and I. Before long, I'd sent out eight messages, <laughs> and I messaged Naughty, and I'm like, "Geez, you guys have got a good lineup, mate." Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, it was good. Sorry about that phone there, Fitzy. <laughs> if we're just doing that in the office, we're doing this podcast in the office, so no, all it, good, mate. That's gonna uh, could happen again, but we'll see. But um, no, wrapping up that, I think yeah, the wavies were standouts for the whole tournament. Congrats to them. But our boys showed a fair bit of ticker there. And, um, yeah, very proud of all the Marlins, hey? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good crew. And that's the thing that it's good for the tournament, but sucks you've got to release, you know, most, well, yeah. more than half your side. Um, we can retain up to six, yeah. which we, we will do this year. We, you know, as you know, we're already in conversations around how hard it's going to be to pick the six that we retain. Yeah. Um, but there's no saying that we can't get all or most of our guys back uh, in the auction in the next auction. year as well. Um, yeah. yeah, awesome, mate. So we're going to move our attention to the to the junior tournament. Um, you're going to touch on, you know, what, what to expect for those guys and what's yeah. coming up? I mean, I think, as I said, with the seniors, it's really about their opportunity to showcase their talent. A lot of the guys are fringe guys, and yeah. like we said, you know, players that would do really well at the next level. Um, 
with the juniors, obviously, it is a great chance for them as well to showcase their talent as well. But it's more about giving them a bit of a taste of what it's like to play professional cricket. So Mm -hmm. really trying to jazz up their experience and put them in coloured clothing. They're using white balls, you know, live streaming some of their games as well. Um, Even even just 2020 cricket. Yeah, they don't get the chance to play a lot of T20 cricket at at junior level. Um, Some do, some don't. Um, But I think the, the most overwhelming piece of feedback out of last year was... They, they really love getting the opportunity to be in a new team, meet new teammates, work with new coaches and mix with, for example, a sunny coast kid that's been playing against a Brisbane North gun all mm. his life or her life um, or even, you know, a, someone from far north Queensland yeah, that's exactly. been treat. getting spanked by Brizzy North in rep cricket. They mm-hmm. get to now come and be on the same team as some of those players. Yeah. Um, and it means it's a really even competition. You're not just picking your kids f- for one zone. Yeah. You're, you're picking your players from everywhere. Um, so that's the big thing for the juniors. Uh, as I said, the feedback last year was brilliant. Um, there was We were well and truly oversubscribed. I think we had about 1,800 nominations for about 600 playing spots. So yeah. that led to the decision this year to expand the juniors and add in three more age groups just to provide more opportunities mm-hmm. um, and again we had about 1500 nominations um, and about 1200 of those didn't get the opportunity to play in the BPL this year so that'll be the thing moving forward is looking at how we can provide you know more opportunities give those kids that miss out you know a chance to to play or train or be involved in that that sort of environment as well yeah all um, right so we so the first week, we've got 19th of September to 22nd. That's the older, older guys, is it? 16, yeah, we, 17, we've 18? got under 16s at Ipswich Grammar, under 18s at Ivor Marsden out at Ipswich, mm-hmm. um, and then the under 17s are at Redlands. So that's week one of the school holidays. And then week two, we've got 12s to 15s all at Marchant Park. So that's going to be a massive fe- festival atmosphere. We're going to have yeah, four be age real. groups. You know, all playing over around Marchant Park, sort of 12 fields. Um, and they're there for all four days this year, so it'll be massive. And yeah. then the females are out at Wynnum Cricket Club. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so, the, and the females this year, under 23s, is, what's the concept there? How we, do they still get their, um, what is it called? The, are the, older, the yeah. older guys in? Are the older girls in? Well, last year it was under 19s and they were allowed to have four what we call trailblazers yeah um so they they had to be under 23 so naturally you know those trailblazers bar one or two i think mm-hmm. are still in the squads are still under 23 yeah um but we just saw it yeah expanding the the age to under 23 will allow there's a lot of players in that age group between 23 and 19 that mm. i guess you know in premier cricket are sitting below the the fire and the heat girls yeah. So it's really their chance now to come and be involved and be the the leader of the pack and come and dom- dominate the tournament and you know mentor the younger girls. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'll just touch on that. So the girls they are defending champions for the Marlins and so are the under fifteen boys. Uh, we're looking to uh, go back to back for sure, aren't we? And then gain a couple more trophies yeah. for the cabinet. I think. Definitely, the you know those two squads will be looking to go back to back, and then 
you know, as you know, the 17s were an exceptional team last year and, and fell, you know, they, they had their one-off game in the semi-final yeah. um, with Rabsy and Curry at the helm. So yeah. no doubt the, the 17s and the 18s will be looking to go one better as well this year. Yeah, because we've added that 18s age group. Um, so that, that team's been split up a bit. So some of the guys are staying in 17, some are staying in, oh, move up to 18s. Curry and Rabsy are going with the 18-year-olds. Yeah, and they've then, moved up from the 17s to the 18s. So we managed to take, I think, six or seven of that 17s group up into the 18s. Yep. Um, and and then, then, so then we've got Mark Hendricks stepping up from... Was he under 12s? He was under 13s last year. He's yeah. going up to under 17s. Yeah, he's taking the 17s. Um, he's brilliant, you know, as you know, he's a, a teacher yeah. with a, a good knowledge of cricket as well. So he, he manages the group really well. So looking forward to what he can do with that group. Yeah, definitely with the 17s and, and 18s, I'll be one to keep an eye on. Uh, but moving on, we're going to be um, doing a junior preview for each for each team on the lead up to, to the tournament. So we're going to get in the coaches, Piercy, our general manager, who was a big influence in picking these guys. So... Over the next few episodes, um, yeah, keep your eyes or keep your ears tuned for that one. Um, anything else moving forward with that? Yeah, no, I think just to give you an outline of what we're planning with the podcast, that's one thing is to give you a, a bit of a look behind the curtains and, you know, we'll get guests on like players from our squads, uh, coaches of our squads. As yeah. you said, Piercy, you know, will be heavily involved in that. He's He's just come out of a six or seven year career with Queensland Cricket um, where he's now working for us and the the Sunshine Coast Cricket Association as well so he's heavily involved and you know has really good knowledge in those underage groups and the you know the players involved so he'll be involved in those is you know we'll um, reviewing the teams and the squads with the coaches so we'll kick off next week with the 16s 17 oh sorry 16 17s and 18s boys yeah. and then um week after make our way through the, the younger, the, the age, younger groups. age groups and the under 23 females yeah so that'll be a big focus obviously before the tournaments yeah um after that you know again we'll be looking to get players on we'll do sort of around the grounds obviously we're done and dusted our tournament before the summer mm-hmm. um but we keep a keen eye and, and really interested in our players our marlins players and what they're doing over the summer so yeah, that, that leads into yeah some of the segments we're going to be doing. I think Around the Grounds is going to be a good one where we sort of dive into what the Marlins juniors and seniors are doing and then um, also other performers of the week to keep an eye on for those trade periods and whatnot. Um, yeah. Um, so that'll be good. But um, also, if you haven't seen already, we've got um, our docu series out for the we followed around the senior Marlins. Um, I think we're going to be we're looking at doing that for the juniors too, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that's been great. We're releasing episode three tonight out of five. Um, yeah. And that's just, yeah, we got uh, Dylan Kritzinger, who's a young videographer uh, from the cricket community. Mm. Um, and he basically just followed us around, the owners, the coaches, the players over the course of the senior tournament, mic'd us up. Um, and it's just giving people a look behind the scenes of the tournament. So... Yeah, I think it's something to look forward to as well, though. Critchy uh, or whoever it may be doing the doing the junior tournament. Um, yeah. yeah, the young guys get that opportunity as well, where they get a camera in front of them yeah. and, a, and a mic on them. So that'll be good for them, I think. Yeah, start to cut their teeth. No doubt, some of these players will move on to bigger and better things, and 
hopefully have a career in, in professional cricket, which obviously the, the media side of it and being able to present in the media is an important part of that as well. So um, other thing too, mate, as well, we're, we want to deliver some value as well, particularly for the younger players. So I think throughout the season and the year with the podcast, we'll endeavour to do some educational stuff, some coaching stuff. You know, we've got someone like Jay Lenton, for example, who has coached and played at, at the highest level. He's coached and played and, and still is at the Big Bash level. So mm. to get him on and, you know, we might do some coaching topics and, and tips for younger players and things like that as, as well. Yeah, I think just to wrap it up, Pinky, the, the final thing I guess we'll be doing throughout the, the podcast as well is just to introduce our community and our listeners to our sponsors as well. Um, we've got a really good mix of people and, and businesses behind the Marlins, um, starting with our major partner, Travis Schultz Law, um, or Travis Schultz and Partners. Um, so they, you know, you probably see them everywhere on taxis and yeah, buses. They're on every bus, every taxi. Anywhere you look, <laughs> purple is their core colour. So keep your eye out for them. They're they're the best, um, you know, compensation and, and personal injury lawyers on the coast. So if you're ever in need of that service, obviously that's where, you know, we'd love you to look first. Yeah, we've also you've, we've got DCM. Did you want to touch on DCM? Do- yeah, so DCM's our minor um, partner. Um, they're a building design company. Again, we believe probably you know the best one of, if not the best, on the coast. Um, and we actually use them up, as you know. Do we're yeah. we're doing a couple of builds at the moment, a couple of duplexes, and yeah, yeah. the product that they produce is unbelievable. So far again, outweighs, mate. Yeah. Far outweighs the others. Um, so if you're, yeah, if you're doing renovations or a new build, um, they're, they're your first port of call, DCM Building Design. Yeah, our coaching partner, ACI, um, Australian Cricket Institute. Um, very thankful for those guys, Fitzy and Hamo, for jumping on board. Um, you can jump on to www.australiancricketinstitute.com.au. Uh, I think you guys are running a little program over the spring, um, so... Yeah, every every school holidays we've got um, coaching clinics and then we've also got academies as well. Exciting thing that we've just launched this summer is a a T20 academy. Awesome. So, yeah, a chance for kids to come and actually explore their their white ball and their T20 game and, you know, get coached in that aspect as well. Yeah, which is vital. Um, And then your mates brewing. have you been down the brewery there, Fitz? Oh, I have, mate. I've had a few a feed and uh, you know, a great spot beers there as well. Yeah, We're really well done, and they um they've got some outstanding beers. The Larry was uh, voted number number two or number three craft beer in Australia the other day. So yeah, if you haven't wrapped your lips around one of them, mate, I, <laughs> I think you need to get down there and do it. But um, don't have to ask me twice, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, that's it for episode one. What are you? How'd we go, mate? You happy with that? Yeah, no, thanks to anyone that's tuned in and, and had a listen. As Dylan said at the start, if you've got an idea for a podcast name, yeah. um, flick it through. Yeah, we, we definitely need that name and we can run with it. And we'll sort a prize out for that. We'll have a bit of a think about it. And um, whoever has the best name will be in touch. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, look um, look out next week. We're going to be diving into our, our squad reviews with our, our coaches and Piercy. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Fitzy. Cheers, guys.